630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. I wish I could write thank you in giant letters across the sky. You are incredibly generous as it's Santa's Day on 630 Chad in support of 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous. Still one more hour to go. The number to call 587-855-1821. The total is approaching a quarter of a million dollars. We're just under 243000 As Jay Lynn wrapped up on 630 Chet Afternoons, the Buchanan Family Foundation stepping forward with an incredible $100,000 donation. So we're going to seven. Like I said, we're at 242. Can we get to 300000 Can you help old Wilkie out here so I can really enjoy a nice canned ham after work? Man, oh man, 587-855-1821, santasanonymous.ca as well. You can make a donation there, but that phone number is there until 7 o'clock. And anything that you can step forward with, you're going to help so many kids and families have a little bit of a brighter Christmas along the way. And thanks to our Power Hour presenters today as well, Leading Edge Physiotherapy, Danielle's SOS Bookkeeping Services, Sentinel Storage, and Sky Eye Measurement. On your corner, it's Eberly off top. Boychuk shoots, he scores a rocket that found its way in. A lot of traffic in front of Rask. Ruins one, Islanders one. And we welcome to Inside Sports a gentleman who grew up playing hockey in Edmonton. He was with the Maple Leaf Athletic Club, went on to a 13-year NHL career on the blue line for three different organizations. He announced his retirement last week. Please welcome to Inside Sports, Johnny Boychuk. Johnny, how are you doing? Not too bad. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thanks a lot for making time for us. Obviously, you made that tough decision that eventually comes around in the life of an athlete, and you decided to announce your retirement. We know you you had some injury issues, but tell us about hitting that fork in the road and 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 deciding that it was it was time to retire. What sort of led you there? Well, I kind of knew something was going on uh, when I was playing and then when I got out of the bubble I went and got some tests done well a lot of tests and some MRIs and x-rays and you know uh, I talked to the doctors and they were basically just they told me I'd say about two and a half months ago that you know it'd be a good idea to stop playing because you can't really see that much and um, you know it was tough because I was basically sitting at home and you can't really see too many people or talk to too many people about it. And, uh, you know, once it, once I announced it, it was, it's been, um, overwhelming with how many people have contacted me or sent me a message and just thanking me for everything that I've done for them. So it's, it's very nice that, uh, everybody reached out to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, you had a you had a great career. You, you played a ton of games, and, and I want to go back to over some some key points in your career, just, just to kind of wrap up the the incident with the injury. It, it's it's tough video to watch. I, I watched yeah. it here, getting ready for our interview. Um, but I know this might be tough for you, but are you able to take people kind of? kind of back to that moment or have you been able to watch the video of it or anything like that? I, I think I've only watched it once and I didn't want to watch it again <laughs> because I remember the it brings back how you felt when you first get kicked in the face with a skate blade <laughs> and like just remembering going into the the ambulance and trying to see if it actually cut my eyeball and 
um, you know, it's, it brings back like traumatic, uh, time in my life. And, you know, it's, it's difficult to, to try to even watch it. Cause you know, it's scary to think that you, you could have lost your whole eye, not just damaged it, but your whole eye. So, you know, I'm just thankful that I'm able to keep both eyes, but you know, I can't see too much out of one, but you know, I'm just thankful that I I'm able to. How much did it mean to you to be able to come back after the pause and at least get into a, a few games during a pretty fun playoff run for the New York Islanders? It was it was uh, interesting because the you know the first the first game I we played was uh, exhibition and that was my first game after the injury so I didn't really get to really test it out in a game sense and then this next game I got hit and then I had to wait a, a while to get back into the lineup and uh, you know the last two games were fun for me because you know I it's playoff hockey and you just want to do anything to win and that means blocking a shot or taking a hit or hopefully scoring a goal, which I didn't, but it's playoff hockey is different than regular season. And it's, that's when you see the, the, the competitiveness come out in each hockey player. And it's always fun to try to win. Well, and with the Islanders doing fairly well, the last couple of years, the, the coach of the team, uh, Barry Trotz is uh, getting a lot of credit. I'm just wondering, and nothing against other coaches you had in your careers because you were on other, other pretty successful teams, but um, you know, there was a pretty big boost in the Islanders fortunes uh, when Barry came around. How would you describe his impact on you and on the team? Well, I mean, they implemented some systems that, I mean, at first we, we were pretty bad at the systems that, that we did do, but once we all put in together and, and, uh, played for each other and played with the systems that he brought in. Uh, you know, we had a lot of good success and, you know, we'll continue to have good success because of uh, the system and the coaching ability that we do have. And, you know, he's a great person and coach. Johnny Boychuk joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Johnny announced his uh, retirement after 725 regular season NHL games, 104 more in the playoffs. Like when you hear those numbers, did you ever think, you know what I mean? I mean, now you always wanted to have a career and now it's, uh, it's sort of freshly in the rearview mirror and it's like, heck, uh, like well over 800 games, regular season and playoffs combined. Does it, has that sort of hit you what you were able to accomplish and how many games you got into? Yeah. I mean, you know, when I was first growing up, you didn't really, you wanted to play in the NHL, but you didn't know if you could, or, you know, you just wanted to just keep keep trying and keep playing and you know never never look back and now that I am uh you know it was a grind (laughs) (laughs) I played I played five years in the minors which was I think close to about 400 games there too and I finally got my first shot in the NHL with Colorado as a forward which I wasn't very fond of because I'm a, a defenseman. So, you know, my first two games were as a forward and then I got two more as a defenseman with Colorado. And then I got traded to Boston that, uh, that summer and didn't really look back from there. Was there a coach or a teammate along the way that you feel really helped you where it helped you sort of click as a pro and you sort of realized, 
what you needed to do. And, and I ask this, Johnny, because a, a lot of players I talk to, they, they often have a story where they'll say, I, 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 was, I was good, I was okay, but then I really realized I had to hit another level consistently or I had to bring that work ethic. You know, six days a week wasn't good enough. It had to be seven days a week. You know what I mean? Was there, was there somebody along the way that uh, really gave you that boost, do you think? Well, besides my wife, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, she played a big part in it. And also you guys, you got guys like, uh, you know, Zidane Ochara that you watched when I first got traded there and uh, I made the team. You watch him every day working hard and also Derek Morris uh, really helped me out just with making, making myself feel comfortable and, you know, taking me for dinners. Um, you know, even my good friend, Luch, who I played with for a long time, you know, we always hung out together and we always battled together. So, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of people that have helped me out. You know, those are the, th the three guys that I can come up with, but throughout my career, I think everybody that I've come in contact with has helped me out somehow. Uh, we touched on your, your tenure with the Islanders. Obviously, you were with Boston during a, a pretty good part of their history, which I guess still continues because because they're still an outstanding team. But uh, well, I mean, let's let's start with uh, with 2011, um, an incredibly uh, back and forth uh, Stanley Cup final with the Vancouver Canucks, where I, th I think the home team won every game yeah. until you guys finally uh, took Game Seven uh, in Vancouver. You know, such a close series. A lot of made was a lot. Like, tell me if this is fair or not. I mean, a lot of the dialogue now, almost a decade later, is well, the the Bruins bullied the skilled Canucks, and that's why they won the series. Like, is that is that the story of the series to you, or how, how do you remember? Um, I mean, when we first lost the two the two first games, and I think they already had their Stanley Cup parade uh, set, so that kind of lit a a fire in us but then we went back to boston won the next two games and then so forth like it just kept whoever was home team would always win but i think at the end we knew that we were going to win it was just a matter of time and you know people always counted us out because they always thought the canucks were better than us but you know we had a team that was uh you know, tough to play against. We played good systems. We had good coaching and we had good personnel and, you know, we all clicked and we all believed in each other. And I think it's just, we just knew that we were going to win. It was just a matter of time. And it was kind of like, you just wanted to prove everybody wrong. 2013, you went back to the final and, and that one didn't go your way. But, but I got to tell you, Johnny, I, I remember that as, one of the greatest cup finals I, I've seen. I just thought you guys and the Hawks were both at an incredibly high level, overtime games, games decided late in the third period. Um, you know, I, I know that, I know that's disappointing for you. I'm still looking back, I'm sure. But um, I, I mean, again, you, you got to play in a series that I thought was, was just NHL hockey at its, its finest. Yeah, it was a good series. I mean, well, my partner, my former, I guess my former partner, uh, Nick was on the team and he won a Stanley Cup. So there was a positive, but, you know, you always remember when you lose uh, more than you win, especially when you're in the finals and you're that close and, you know, you go all that way and to, to end up losing is always a sore spot in any hockey player's career. But it was a, a good series and, you know, it was two good teams battling each other and, you know, one one bounce can win a, win a game and win a cup and, you know, 
that's what happened. And it was both equally good teams and, you know, they, they played well and so did we. It was just unfortunate. Uh, was that the year you guys had the big comeback against the Leafs? I believe so. That was probably, <laughs> probably one of the best things I think any non-Leaf fan <laughs> seen in their their life. What do you, well, what do you remember about that game? I mean, what because you guys were down like four-one halfway through the third period. I mean, yeah. Then it was just we scored one, and then we could just tell that they were just deflated, and then we scored another, and we knew that we were just they were done. And then I think uh, I was, I was actually on the ice when we scored that, that final goal. And it was just a, a relief because I mean, to come back from that deficit and we were winning in the series and just to come back and beat them was just awesome. <laughs> so you, like I, I'm interested you said that 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 you knew that they were done maybe when you were still even behind a goal like you yeah, we were we were behind two goals and we knew they were done really like you can get that sense to kind of like that you've you've broken them almost yeah basically like as soon as we scored I think it was 4-1 and then we scored uh to make it 4-2 and we could just we could just see it in them you I don't know how to explain it but the f- just the feeling like, cause we knew we were a good team and we knew that we could score goals. And as soon as we scored that second goal, it was like, you could just look over at their bench and they were all just their demeanor were, was just there. It was gone. It was, they were just deflated and you could, and then we scored another one and we knew that we were going to score another one eventually. Like we didn't have much time, but we knew that we were going to score. That's that's amazing, but I, I think that's a lesson, right? When at the highest level, it's not how you react to the good things; it's often how you react to the bad things that determines yeah. how well you do as a team. Exactly, and you can feel it when you're on the ice. Believe me, like not many people can, but you just know that you're when when you have a team that is deflated like that you have to go right after him, especially when you're down two goals with what, 10 minutes left. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Amazing comeback. John, Johnny, stick around. We got Johnny Boychuk on the line, recently retired NHL defenseman from Edmonton. More with him on Inside Sports. Tonight on Inside Sports. Um, well, hey, let, let's touch on this before we go. Yeah, I mean, you grew up in Edmonton. That's that's a big yeah. reason why we're uh, we're having you on. Like, like, t- take take me back to a young Johnny Boychuk playing for the Maple Leaf Athletic Club. Was he a can't miss prospect? Or uh... Uh, I was I was always playing underage, so I was always a year uh, younger than well than the other people on my team, or a couple years younger than. But I mean, I'd always just want to go out there, have fun, hit people and, and, you know, make a difference. And it was, I always had fun playing hockey and I'll continue to have fun doing whatever I do. But it was all like the big thing that I remembered was always going to the outdoor rinks after school, after I was done my homework (laughs) and, uh, you know, always trying to be on the ice whether it was with my friends, my brothers, or my team. It was just, 
a lot of fun playing here in Edmonton, especially with the people I've grown up with. Well, where's your Stanley Cup ring? Well, well, I mean, maybe you don't want to tell me, but does it make a lot of public appearances or does it stay? Um, I, I tend to just bring it out if it's like a special occasion. Like I don't want to wear it uh, around all the time because that just brings attention. And, you know, if you're in the bad neighborhood, uh, you probably don't want to wear that ring. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't bring it out too often. I'll probably bring it out more than now that I'm done. But um, I'm just more humble to have the experience of winning a Stanley Cup. And, you know, if I bring the Stanley Cup ring out, then it's for, for a good reason. All right. And last one, and maybe the hardest one, because it was just last week you announced your retirement. What's next for Johnny Boychuk? Um, I'm not too sure. You know, I still want to be a part of the part of hockey somehow. So I'll, I'll try to figure that out quickly. Cause you know, you, you kind of go, you kind of have to do something like you can't just stop and not do anything. Like I, it's not me. Like I'd probably go crazy, but I'll, I'll probably do something with hockey, but I just have to figure that out on, well, I'll probably talk to a bunch of people and see what, see what I can come up with. Right on. Well, thanks for going down memory lane with us a bit tonight, Johnny. It's awesome to have you on the show. Congratulations on a great career. All the best in whatever comes next. And uh, you're welcome on the show anytime, man. Thank you so much. No, thanks for having me. That is Edmonton's Johnny Boychuk, product of the Maple Leaf Athletic Club, 13 years in the NHL. We hit on a few things there, the success with the Bruins. Loved how he talked about the comeback against the Leafs. They're down a couple goals, and they thought they knew they had them. They thought the Leafs were going were gonna to choke, and they did. That was that epic comeback in 2013. Santa's Day on 630 Chet in support of 630 Chet. Santa's Anonymous. We're, uh, we were just under a quarter million dollars for the day. The Buchanan Family Foundation gave $100,000. You still have half an hour to donate until 7 587 855 1821. Santasanonymous.ca. We love you for helping. We're back with Wyatt McLeod from the Oil Kings. He's always fun. We're simply overwhelmed with your generosity today. The total at the moment, with still the phone lines open until 7 for Santa's Day on 630, Chad, $264,000. And for this hour since Inside Sports started, you've pitched in over $14,000. And we had the $100,000 donation from the Buchanan Family Foundation just before 6 o'clock as Jay Lynn's show wrapped up. We're going to have somebody from the Buchanan Family Foundation on the show coming up in about uh, 10 to 15 minutes to, to, to tell you a little bit about their story, about the foundation, and, and why 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous with their incredible generosity. Man, oh man, it's, uh, it's pretty overwhelming to see how you're stepping up. 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous, I, I truly mean this. When you start working for Chorus, working for 630 Chad, you can't help but be impacted by it. Everybody helps in, in whatever way they can. As, as we move uh, through the Christmas season and this is just this is just so overwhelming so again the number if you if you're able to help out with anything before seven o'clock 587-855-1821 don't forget santasanonymous.ca 
as well. Just, just, just thank you so much. And, and thanks for uh, sticking with us here through inside sports and shipping in during this hour as well. I am pleased to welcome back to the show, a guy who made several in-studio appearances over the last couple of seasons with the Edmonton Oil Kings. Well, we can't do that right now. And of course, his team currently not playing, but hopefully in uh, five or six weeks, they are back on the ice for games. Defenseman for your Edmonton Oil Kings, it is Wyatt McLeod. Wyatt, how are you doing, sir? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me on. It is great to catch up with you. I got to say, some of my favorite segments or when uh, you and Connor McDonald would come in, not to uh, not to brush aside your other teammates who came in or do things over the phone. You know, we had Jake Neighbors on around draft time, but you you and Connor often um, you you brought a different level of chemistry, shall we say? Yeah, well, uh, well, likewise on behalf of both of us, we we enjoyed it tremendously uh, coming in together as well. Tell everybody where you've been spending your time. Yeah, so for majority of my summer since the season was shut down in March, I've been in Lake Country, uh, which is in between Kelowna and Vernon, BC, doing my training. Um, for about two and a half months, though, I was in Edmonton doing some training with some of the guys. Um, but now I'm back in Lake Country for the holiday season. Okay. And how have you found trying to stay sharp? This is a long time now, man. I mean, it, it shut down in March. We're hoping you're back in January. It could be about 10, 10 and a half months between games. How are you feeling hockey-wise? Like, do you feel you could get up and running and into game shape pretty quick? Yeah, what a question, Reed. Um, uh, I would say that on the mental side, I am, and I think I can speak for almost every hockey player out there. We're we're ready to go. We're just chomping at the bit, uh, to say the least, to get going. Um, as far as the game shape and stuff goes, uh, I would say we probably would need a little bit of tweaking to get up to speed there. But I think everyone is pretty ready to go at this point. What kind of team activities have you been able to do? Like, I, I think last week you guys might have had an online seminar with with Ken Hitchcock to to talk to the yeah. uh, the veteran coach there. What was that like? Yeah, that was really interesting. We've been fortunate uh, fortunate enough to have Ken come in and talk to us a couple times. Uh, one last year in the uh, in person as well, and so I mean, anytime you can get a legend like that talking to your group, you can pull. I mean, just just about anything out of everything he says. Uh, he's just he's so knowledgeable about the game. So along with that, we as a team, we've been meeting on Zoom quite a bit. So we've been doing some, some breakout rooms, discussing clips uh, and presenting them as groups. We met with Ken. Uh, we did a couple health uh, seminars where we're just talking about mental health and that kind of stuff you know any excuse to get the guys on on zoom together and see everyone's faces and start chatting and just little stuff like that i think goes a long ways and staying connected as a group yeah well that that's important so it's good the the teamwork is still alive and well even though you have to do it in a different way well i I brought up jake neighbors What, what did it mean to you to see him get drafted in the first round Oh, I, I couldn't tell you how proud I am of him. That's a that's a kid that's worked so hard the last couple of years uh, and just a tremendous amount of skill, as everyone around Edmonton knows. And so to see that hard work, uh, you know, pay off for him and see him get rewarded there with St. Louis is just fantastic to see. 
All right. Wyatt McLeod from your Edmonton Oil Kings joining us tonight on 6.30. Chad, did you, were you in front of the tube for all the hockey playoffs? Or I, I don't know what other sports you follow, but, you know, we did have hockey through August and September. We had NBA. NFL is is going. We're still waiting for that Ravens-Steelers game, by the way. But, but what have you been following here with the schedule so messed up? Yeah, well, once the hockey finally got back on, you couldn't really get me away from the TV, to to tell you the truth. Um, I was glued to it. So I kept up with the basketball stuff, too. Uh, and then recently I've gotten into football all of a sudden because that seems that's what there is to watch. But, no, just, just staying connected with sports, it's, it's crazy. A person doesn't realize how connected they are with sports uh until it's taken away from you so yeah for sure i've been following everything yeah good stuff wyatt i I talked to you yesterday to ask you if you had time to come on the show and and when i said that we were having a a day for 630 ched stands anonymous on 630 ched you you didn't even let me finish the question you just you just said you would do it And, and i thought that was pretty cool the oil kings are are heavily involved with Santa's Anonymous. First of all, just share a teddy bear toss memory with me or two. I mean, that's such a great scene. Yeah, so uh, I would go back to even my my very first teddy bear toss when I was 16 years old, and I got the call to play, and I was all jittery and excited, tons of emotions. I think we scored maybe two minutes into the game or three minutes into the game right away, and it was a sold-out Rogers place, and the place just erupted and i cannot tell you the, the emotions that go through a player when when that happens it's just it's truly special to be a part of and then you guys all help collect the bears that's kind of a break in the game yeah so it's a i, I i'm pretty sure it's a coach's nightmare but for the players it's pretty fun to uh kind of just step aside for a quick 20 minutes 25 minutes we get to get pictures and interviews and we get to help out loading the teddy bears and getting them off the ice and it really is fun you kind of get to connect with the arena staff uh you get to have just a really lax moment with your teammates it's a really cool experience all around and you and some of your teammates did some work at Santos Depot as well, did you not? Yeah, for sure. So that last year in particular, uh, me and two other guys, Ethan Cap and Josh Williams, quick shout out to them. Uh, we met up uh, at Santos Anonymous to check out all the teddy bears um, to get a couple pictures and get a, an official count. And then we actually got to see the whole process and how they make the little the gift baskets that they send out. And in fact, we got to help and get a little creative and make our own gift baskets to send out to some kids so that was a super cool experience as well just what does it mean for you as an oil king and all your teammates to to get involved with something like 630 ched santa's anonymous i mean i I know that's kind of part of being an athlete uh in, in a city but does it help you feel connected to to families and kids that might be watching or how would you describe your experience Oh, absolutely. Where to begin? So for us as hockey players, the thing we look forward to the most playing games is the fans and the atmosphere that they create inside the arena. So when we get to do little things that give back and get, we kind of get to, you know, serve the fans, if you want to call it that way, such as doing autograph signings or going to Santa's Anonymous and handing out stuff or uh, working at grocery stores, whatever it is, any chance we get to, 
involve ourselves in the community, it's really special because the fans give so much for us as players. So to be able to give a little bit back, it, it's a it's a big deal for us. Yeah, well said. Well, Wyatt, uh, you and your teammates uh, do such a great job representing in the oil the oil kings in the community, and your work with Six Thirty Jet Santa's Anonymous is is totally appreciated. I, I guess. Well, who knows? Maybe there there'll be a way to do teddy bears or something in in the spring if you're playing games. Let's not totally write it off, but uh, obviously it would have been around this time of year. You would have been having it. Thanks for yeah, checking for sure. in tonight. All, all the best. Hope to see you back in Edmonton and playing games soon. And, uh, and and hopefully we'll be able to do something in studio sometime down the road as well when things get a little more normal. We really appreciate it, Wyatt. Thanks for having me on, Reed. And I, I look forward to uh, getting in studio again with you in the future. Right on. That is Wyatt McLeod, defenseman for your Edmonton Oil Kings, on the show tonight, letting you know what he's been up to and some of his uh, recent memories of being involved with the teddy bear toss and working at Santos Depot for 630 Jets, Santa's Anonymous. It is Santa's Day, and that phone number we have, special set up for today, is open for another 16 minutes, 587-855-1821. We love you if you can help at all. Santa'sAnonymous.ca, check that out as well. And when we get back, we're going to talk to someone from the Buchanan Family Foundation. They stepped up about 50 minutes ago with a $100,000 donation. That's next on Inside Sports. Well, and it's been an incredible day. The total now $270,000. That phone number you heard, 587-855-1821, is active until 7 o'clock. Man, we're at 270. If we could get to 300, you know old Wilkie would go to bed happy tonight. Don't forget about the website as well, santasanonymous.ca. You're helping to bring Christmas to more than 20,000 children in need with your donation. And certainly one of the most amazing moments of the day happened about an hour ago with the Buchanan Family Foundation donating $100,000. I'm pleased to be joined by Chelsea LaGrange from the Buchanan Family Foundation. Chelsea, you're on with Reed. Uh, first of all, thank you so much. I'm just just overwhelmed by what the foundation did. First of all, tell us a little bit about the Buchanan Family Foundation. Can you give us the background? I can. And first of all, I just want to say thank you to all of you guys. I mean, this is such an amazing, amazing organization. Um, we just, you know, we're, we're just so happy we could be a part of it. Um, so our family foundation was started by my father and my late grandfather. Uh, the goal of the foundation has always been to help people in need. Um, and we feel this, this year that's more important than ever. Uh, we want the children to be able to retain some type of normalcy, especially during Christmas, as anyone with children knows how magical this time is for them. Um, so, you know, this is just something that we are so thankful that we are able to do and you know helping anyone in need i mean it, it you know we've been in tears listening to these stories all day huddled around the radio and have been so moved by all of these donations um that that yeah we are just so grateful that we are able to help in any way so was this ultimately your call or a bunch of family members uh, getting together uh, tell them tell me a little bit about that um so we as a family we have all, we always discussed kind of what what we would like to do and I had uh, brought up Santa's Anonymous and we, we knew we wanted to donate but we, we didn't have a number in mind we weren't really sh you know there was no pinpoint number but 
So we all listened all at our own homes throughout the day and listening to these incredible stories um, and then listening to the donations coming in through people throughout the community. Uh, it was so inspiring to us and we just, you know, we all got on the phone together and said, what, what can we do? Like what's the best that we can do and to really try and make a difference. And so, you know, we really want to stress that every donation is important and every dollar counts and every dollar is going to help make a difference for children. Um, and it's because of everybody else's donations and being, you know, such an amazing community that we knew we had to try and, and do as best that we could. And so, you know, we're just, we're so grateful that we're able to. Well, I, well said, and, and you were inspired by, by stories you heard, and, and I think now people are being inspired by you. Like I said, we're trying to push to, to 300 if we can yes, by the top of the I hour, 587-855-1821. Uh, $100,000 from the Buchanan Family Foundation donated to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous. We have Chelsea LaGrange on the show. So I, I'm curious because there's a building uh, not too far from where I live. It's it's Kitty Corner from Commonwealth Stadium. I think it's the Buchanan yeah. Center. Is that connected yeah. to the foundation? Yes. So my family, we uh, are fortunate enough. There's um, two uh, Buchanan Family Foundations. And so that one um, is another one of my grandfather's foundations. And he is the one that founded that Parkinson's Center. He actually had Parkinson's and that's um, ultimately what he passed from. So he really wanted to make a difference in um, people living with Parkinson's and it's an amazing, amazing center. And we're so proud of everything that they have done there as well, but yes. Well, this is just such a, a touching story. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting to know you and introduce you to, to our audience uh, through your donation, but but obviously the Buchanan family, very important in Edmonton and helping the community with a legacy um, going back to your to your grandparents. Is, is this a family that's been in Edmonton, Northern Alberta for a long time, or what's the, the family trajectory there? Yes, so um, it actually all started my uh, grandfather, my great-grandfather, um, came from Manitoba and they uh, orig uh, originally resided in northern Alberta in High Prairie um, and they had a lumber mill there and then my grandfather moved to Edmonton and started various other businesses and companies and he's always been so passionate about Edmonton was a huge Oilers fan you know he was very very community oriented here and now I live here and so I just really want to continue on with his legacy of helping everyone that we possibly can, anyone in need. Well, again, thank you so much. I, I, I opened the show by by saying I wish I could write thank you in, in big letters across the sky to, to, to your family foundation and to everybody who's pitched in. And you said it well, however you can help. Yeah. Um, you know, today or at sanonymous.ca or, uh, you know, for people who've helped deliver over the years and all that kind of stuff, it's, uh, it's pretty overwhelming to see how people step up. Before I let you go, did I miss anything important or anything that you would want to say, Chelsea? Uh, no, not at all. I just, you know, again, want to thank you guys for doing all that you do today. Just listening has been an amazing day. Our family uh, after dinner was sitting around listening to the radio. We were all in tears. You know, this has been an emotional day. Uh, and we just are so thankful that we're able through your guys's help, uh, help all these children throughout the community. And I'm a mom of three small children. And I know, you know, the Christmas brings on extra stresses. And so this year, especially, there are so many people struggling. And we're just so thankful that we're able to help any of those families um, through this through this difficult time. 
But yeah, so that's all. Well, thank you so much, Chelsea. Thanks for coming on Inside Sports as well and, and telling your story and, and talking a little bit about the, the story behind the donation and the foundation. We really appreciate it and have a very Merry Christmas. Thank you very, very much. You as well. That's Chelsea LaGrange from the Buchanan Family Foundation. As we count down to 7 o'clock, Santa's Day for 630 Ched, Santa's Anonymous here on 630 Ched, 587-855-1821. That number is available until 7 o'clock, about five more minutes. Uh, we were at 270,000 about seven minutes ago, so I'm hoping we're going to get over 300 by the top of the hour. That would be incredible. Dave Leppard, who often writes into the show, he says, Hey, Reed, I just made my first donation to Santa's Anonymous. Man, it feels good. As a guy who doesn't have any children, it is awesome to have an opportunity to contribute to kids who need it and help them and help give them a nice Christmas morning and presents under the tree. Dave, thank you so much, man. That, those are the stories we love. So thank you for pitching in as well. Again, 587-855-1821. You have about four more minutes to call that. You can also donate through santasanonymous.ca. And uh, I believe I will have a total at 705. We're also going to catch up with Hal Gill from the Predators radio booth. And we've been talking about the name Elk as a possibility for the AA football team. Oh, you know, we did it. You know, we did it, everybody. We got an Elk expert on the show tonight. All in the next hour. Thank you so much. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.